There Hello, you go. check one. Hey, Hello. hey. What's up, my man? Thanks for joining me again on the platform. Not too much. Yeah, still. Well, now summer is well underway, I imagine, over there, yeah? Yeah. That's cool, man. Definitely feel it. (laughs) Yeah, we have had some hot, thick days. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, man. Well, I want to jump right in. I just, I have this series of just listening exercises, a lot of which will be super easy for you, a lot of which we've done before, but I just, I've got this, like, stream, this certain progression that I really like, because I've realized that in the future, everything's got to be taught by hypnosis, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not going to be about how can I put more hours into learning, it's like, how can I get myself deeper into a receptive state? Yeah. And so I think what's going to win the future is these repetitive kind of meditative, like Mr. Miyagi wax on wax off type routines that on the surface look like really simple warmups, but are in themselves this kind of mindfulness practice. All right. Uh, so, yeah, this is going to get us in a brainwave pattern of just like correctly identifying sounds over and over and over again. And you'll see what that means. So first... Just tell me high or low. So this would be high. This would be low. You're going to hear the sound. Just identify which one. Here we go. All right. High. Perfect. Low. Ooh, listen again. That's like, so, that's a little low. So, that's like a high low. Oh, okay. So I understand. So not the volume, but the pitch. So is it a, is it a high frequency, a high pitch, a high note, oh. or is it a low note? So, yeah. So not loud or soft. But high pitched or low pitched is a better. Is yeah, better that's pitched. a, that's a low. I mean, that's a high. Pitch. Yeah, 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 exactly. Okay, so yeah, so I'll start that round again. So yeah, tell me high or low. High. Bullseye. Low. Yes. High. Yes. High. Yes. Low. Yes. High. Yes. Low. Yes. Low. Yes. High. Yes. Low. Yes. High. Three more. Low. Yes. High. Yes. Low. Excellent. Okay, so now just tell me if you are hearing uh, rising or falling. You're going to hear two notes in succession. Rising or falling. All right. Here we go. Number one. That's a rising. Yes. Falling. Yes. Falling. Yes. Falling. Yes. Rising. Yes. Rising. Yes. Rising. Yes. That sounds like a rising. Yes. Rising. Ooh, listen to that one again. It's a falling. Yeah, very nice. Rising. Yes. Rising. Yep. Rising. Very good. Three more. Falling. Yes. Falling. And now you're going to hear with some noise in between. Sounds like a falling. Ooh, listen again. 
Uprising. Yeah, so it kind of tricked you. It kind of made you feel like you were hearing this. Or maybe something like this. Yeah. Yeah, so that chromatic motion kind of naturally sounds like tumbling downstairs, but sometimes you're tumbling upstairs, which sounds weird and unnatural at first. Yeah, it does. Very good. Okay, so we're going to keep on rolling. Just tell me if you're hearing a note or a chord. All right. A note or a chord. Here we go. No. Yes. Chord. Yes. Chord. Yes. Chord. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. Chord. Yes. Chord. Yes. Chord. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Chord. Yes. Chord. Yes. Chord. Yep. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Chord. Yes. Chord. Yes. Chord. Yes. Chord. Yes. Chord. Chord. Yes. No. Yes. No. Two more. No. Chord. Just kidding. One more. Chord. Yes. Very good. And last but not least, you're going to hear an excerpt. You're going to hear just a little bit of music and just tell me if what you're hearing is major or minor. This one we have done before. Uh, so here's an example of a minor one. Here's an example of a major one. Here we go. Tell me major or minor. Sounds major. Yes. Sounds major. Yes. Sounds minor. Yes, very good. Sounds minor again. Ooh, okay, listen to that one one more time. Major. Yeah, so if I just played you the very last chord, you'd probably immediately say major, but you might have said minor because we heard downward motion, right? We can mm -hmm. hear it goes down and then again. So we're hearing the frequency getting darker, right? We're using lower yeah. notes, lower frequencies, less energy. And so, yeah, that kind of makes us think a little bit minor. But if we listen to where we land, major. Also, if you listen to uh, the first two chords isolated, once you sing it, it sounds very, very like la 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 warm-up it's not like yeah. it's not like we're getting really deep into our melancholy dirge 
place. Okay, beautiful. So yeah, that's we just cruise through all those, and now your brain is primed. But what's cool is that what you were listening to as you went through all those little bits was a natural progression that kind of contains theory knowledge in it. Like I was playing progressions and uh, harmonic ideas that kind of lead you to where we end up at the end where we're, where you're hearing everything put together. But it's like everything you did in the beginning where it was like, okay, high or low, it was like seeding your brain with the information you needed to recognize the major and minor stuff at the end. Yeah. Right. When we're doing the major and minor, I was trying to picture the chords in my head. Oh, that's cool. So do you see, do you picture your hands or like, how do you see the chords laid out in your mind's eye? I see me making the chord, like me trying to make the chord. Do you see it like first person shooter style or like third person? Yeah. That's cool. Or kind of like a, a guitar tab kind of, kind of something like that. Oh, okay. But mostly like me just trying to figure out where the chord would be and how it would look. Rad, yeah, and I definitely, I find that even now sometimes when I'm listening to other instruments play, when I'm listening to a saxophone or a piano even sometimes, I'll recognize shapes, especially if someone runs down, uh, you know, like a chord, arpeggio, something familiar. Yeah. You know, you might even hear like a saxophone, and be like, oh, okay, I can kind of, yeah, exactly, picture my hand doing that. Well, that's very cool. Well, what else have you been workshopping i know you've been building your repertoire you've been learning more songs putting some stuff of your own together like what's new in the last couple of weeks now uh just experimenting i learned a uh, painkiller by judas priest which was a pretty fun learn you want to play a little and, bit uh, yeah sure is that too loud or is that just about right or yeah. a little bit higher you could, if if you've got headroom in the room, I could, it's enough, but you could definitely turn it up and it'd be cool. Yeah, there you go. All right. It's kind of, it's a fun song at the beginning, especially because it's all pull-offs and it has the uh, open E at the beginning. Let's hear it, man. That's pretty much what runs Oof. through the entire song. Oh, yeah. Then also, uh, you know, Devil Went Down to Georgia. I like playing that song, yes, too. Yes, my man. Yeah. Cause, I mean, <laughs> so, first, though, I think you actually, you could take a little bit of volume off because I hear it getting compressed a little bit by the recording algorithm. I yeah. think it'll come out a little bit cleaner if you do take it back to where you first had it. Yeah, that, that sounds cleaner. I think that'll work better. But yeah, but it, it came through really tight it's just that you can you can hear it compress it doesn't compress it so yeah. much that you can't hear it. but yeah try it try it like that but yeah i please yeah i don't know what what version of devil went down to georgia did you look at it's like <laughs> i started off with uh the guitar hero one and i just kind of mixed it together with the original one which is it's kind of cool i go it depends how i play it because i'll play it 
I'll go tune to open D. Yep. Or I can just do it normally. Or you mean drop D, right? So standard, but with yeah. the E drop to D. Okay, cool. Yeah. And I play, I mean, I used to play that song a lot, but I play uh, the beginning at a different part. And I kind of, now that I've been listening to a lot more songs and learning them that way, I kind of learned how to play it a lot better. Okay, cool. Yeah, please. Let me let me listen. And then we'll, we'll talk about some of that nuance that you pick up listening directly to the track. Yeah, before I used to, I think I used to play it. I mean, it, it sounds all right, but compared to the other, I had to listen to it a little bit, but I think I pretty much got it down to, I think, how I'd like it. Then you just go into the, to the little... Uh... Kind of, it is a fun song to jam along to. Uh, this is beautiful. This is this is giving me a nostalgic experience because I remember when that Guitar Hero came out and playing it <laughs> and, and learning that song. And like, that's such a cool, it's such an interesting piece of the culture because like first it was, you know, a folk blues Americana, like standard song. And then it became a rock standard in bluegrass. And then it became repackaged again in this video game or i don't i don't remember who who did the version do you remember the artist on the video game version or do you know uh, it? i think it was steve it's like o-v-i-m-i or so yeah i don't know like that, that but i mean i imagine that that version surely existed before the video game so it's you know layers yeah. and layers and layers of like cultural reinterpretation of a piece it's like so, so interesting to me yeah, it's definitely it's definitely funny to see uh Charlie Daniels when he plays it on his violin. Oh yeah, I feel like well that's kind of at least in the modern world that feels like a very kind of authentic presentation of it, right? Yeah. I mean, but then again, I don't know, you know, the early roots it's like that becomes a history thing, a people thing, a, a race thing potentially because you know at some point there's got to be you know, as a piece of blues music, American music, that's like, that's got to come out of the culture of slavery or sharecropping or, you know, yeah. whatever specific decade uh, title oppression had at that time. Definitely. Especially that song, like, it's kind of, for the, for the devil part, like, I'll, I'll usually play the lead, like, on the, on the lower strings and when I get to the, to the other part. I'll usually play it up on the higher strings. Oh, that's cool. That's like an interpretation choice. Yeah, you're going going down to those darker notes, right? Going down to those yeah. lower frequencies. That makes sense. It's also like a good way to practice some of my uh, sweet picking that I do. Yeah. So there's so there's a passage with some sweeping. Have you are you working at that part? Can you do you want to play a little bit for that? Because I wonder I wonder if maybe we can streamline that sweep a little bit if you're at that point. Yeah. Like usually for the I kind of like I've been trying to figure out like a way that I always play the the kid part of it, and I usually uh. Then uh. Yeah, it's kind of hard to play without the song now. <laughs> I right. usually use songs for it, but uh, 
I usually do that, then then I usually do the sweet picking one. They go. Ooh, or, that's already nice and clean. Yeah, then for the other part, usually I'll just uh, do like my scale that I kind of that I came up with. I'll just run down one, one yeah. thing of it. And, or I'll do the other uh, the other uh, sweet pick that I came up with. Uh, oh, yeah, that nice, that's an exotic, like some kind of like, yeah, half diminished shape over it. Yeah. Makes it like makes it like a minor six. Yeah, that's beautiful. And that's cool. So you're saying so you've um you've kind of crafted your own like there's a little bit of vocabulary that you're like improvising on within the song as like your your personal like play along is kinda how you're yeah. putting this together. That's cool. Do you have the do you have the capability? Are you near your computer or something where you could play it so that I could hear at least yeah. the track in the somewhat background and then you in the foreground. Yeah. Because that would be cool. I'd love to hear kind of like what, how you're living in the song start to finish. Yeah. You want me to play the whole song and just, uh, yeah, if part you're, I'm talking about? Um, I, I mean, I'd like to hear the whole thing, but whatever you've kind of got worked up or whatever you kind of are ready to like discuss. So it can be uh, part, of, part of the whole thing, whatever you want to do. I can do the whole thing if you want. Yeah, run it down, man. Alright, see ya. Yeah, it's definitely, it was definitely a fun thing to learn. I still play it a lot, too. Just kind of have to wait for the side to pass by. <laughs> mm hmm All right, is that good? Yeah, that's nice because I've got I've got that note in the
kind of hard to hammer on them. Yeah, it's kind of hard for me to hear to play along to, but it's kind of something like that. <laughs> yeah, no, that was great, man. And yeah, I I heard the elements that I was listening for, which is I heard you going along with the chords underneath the the vocal hook and the chorus, and that was rad. And then there was the melodic hook that I heard you play multiple times as it came up and came up. I heard you improvise using, it sounded like, I don't know, are you playing it in the dun 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 D minor? Yeah. So you've got so it sounded like a D must have been Aeolian, right? Like a pure minor. Is that the, the Yeah, it's kinda of, Yeah. It's like it's that scale shape that I showed you. It's like my main main scale shape that I kinda use. Cause, I mean like I showed you the whole thing, but I've been coming up with uh different scales in it. Yeah, so this one, the one I heard the most of, I think, was Do, Re, Me, Fa, So, Re, Te, Do. Yeah, that one it uh, starts on the starts on the fifth fret and goes fifth, seventh, eighth on the A string. Yeah, very nice. Fifth, seventh, eighth on the D. Then I like that. Seventh, five, seven, nine. Then five, six, eight. Five, six, eight. Very nice. Yeah, that's D-A-O-L-E-N, I would call that. The only thing I would say is be careful because the ninth fret G yeah. and the and the fifth fret B are the same note. So you've actually got your ninth, your E, in there twice. Which yeah. doesn't necessarily hold you back, but just something to be aware of. Yeah, most of the time I'm playing with it, I'll play those three strings. And if I usually drop that. Oh, like, up? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like that shape. It feels good in a single octave like that, especially on guitar, because it doesn't cross the danger zone from the G string to the B string. And I think that's fine. I think it's okay sometimes to plan out a shape within one octave um, because it keeps things accessible. Yeah. Yeah, well, that was really cool, man. I'm trying to think of what else. I mean, I think for the melody hook, um, the you know the long melody that ends yeah. dun, dun, dun. I think that if you really wanted to nitpick, you could like find some way to practice that at a slower tempo, either with a click or you know like a click and a tab, yeah. Or find some way to slow the track down because I feel like for those really the like hammer on pull offy sixteenth notey passages, I think there is room for a little more precision if you want it. But that being said you're catching the big beats, the big accents, like, right yeah. in the pocket. Like, overall, the rhythmic feel of your playing on this tune is, like, I think it's really also working. a little bit has to do with me not being able to hear the track too totally much. Oh, definitely. But, yeah, the circumstances of the, of the current performance, absolutely. Yeah, but also just kind of use it for, like, a, just, like, a fun song to play along with. Kind of like... Totally. Kind of like a lot of Tenacious D songs. In my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's stuff that, yeah, it's very rocking and it's more, you know, it's harmonically simple. So some of the, you know, a lot of the vocabulary we already know we can use. Well, that's cool. What else have you been working on? Uh, I learned the, 
the holy diver like the lead part. Yes. <laughs> the the yeah, kill switch engaged the... one. I haven't. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. <laughs> that's 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 one of my favorite songs to play, especially in a drop tuning because kill switch engaged does it in their uh in drop C. Right, they take it. Yeah, the whole octave down, down in drop C. It's it's more. It's definitely a much more uh, progressive, contemporary metal sound. Yeah, that's if I. That's like one of the first songs I play when I, I drop tune or um, "My Curse" by the uh, Kill Switch Engaged. Cool. Well, yeah. Do you wanna do you wanna play a little bit of either of those tunes? I would yeah. like to listen to your take. And and if you do wanna play along to the track, just turn it up as loud as you need it to hear you know yeah. since if it compresses a little bit you know whatever i'll just play a, go ahead and play the lead uh to the holy diver that is the song cool something like that it's not it's not one part trying to get it fluently that i've been trying to work on another that's one uh pull off uh, not pull off uh sweet picking that i've been trying to work on itself it's a four string sweet pick let me hear yeah let me hear just the sweet Oh yeah, I mean it's coming together, man. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't sound like you've got anything weird going on in your hands, like in your grip on the picture. Like yeah, I think that yeah, that's that's gonna just clean right yeah, up. Yeah, it's just it's a time. lot of practice. It's what I had to do with my other sweet picks. It really took me a while to get those pretty fluently, like I do get them. Yeah, but it's I can tell you're hearing you're hearing the rhythm you're hearing the notes as individual you're hearing scuba da da as opposed to just like Bleh, like you're not slurring it in your mind and so you've got something to aim yeah, for yeah it's not going to be humming so you've got yeah it's not really becoming a second hand nature in a way that's yeah. kind of what that that shape that I usually would play the kind of like second hand nature at this point Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, that one will that one will come too. I don't I don't hear anything that I feel like I need to correct. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's beautiful. And even in the passage leading up to it, where you're doing those like ascending, uh, like little groups of three yeah. notes that you're hammering on, I think even those are fine too. Again, because you're hitting the big beats. You know, you're yeah. hitting those big strong uh, accents with the drums. You know, with the bass. So. It's all gonna fall into place. It's you're thinking about it in the right way. You're you're uh, prioritizing beats correctly. Yeah. Beautiful. And cool, man. What else? Also, I've been listening to like a lot of older uh, music, like a lot older songs, because I've been playing Fallout, Fallout Four. Oh, cool. And it's like when I'm just exploring around, you get to turn on the radio. You either have classical, like classical country, or like jazzy type songs yeah i i think that's the one that it's like uh um i'm not trying to light your soul on yeah that, that's it, that's it. something like yeah. that yeah 
Yeah, it's like one of my favorite songs to listen to. <laughs> but it's definitely a really like, it's really cool. It's kind of inspiring to just to be listening to that. It's like something that you don't yeah. really hear too much anymore. Ooh, okay, yeah. Here, let me let me. I'll I'll impart to you a little bit of that vocabulary. I'll give you a nice chord progression. This will take us way out of the metal realm. Yeah, I'm gonna give you something. I don't know if this is in the same key. I this don't sounds, even know if the chord progression is the same. That one chord that comes, you just did sound pretty dead on to. Uh, yeah, it'll, what you're at just the, singing. At the, yeah, at the very least, we're we're in the style, we're in the genre, and it'll kind of give you a clue. So yeah, follow along with these chords because you'll be able to get them. All right. I'm starting on a G major seven. So I'm playing like my pointer fingers on the uh, third fret E string, and then I'm making the top structure of it is like an A minor shape, but slid up to the. I think you've got it. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. And then the next one I'm doing B minor 7. Uh, the root note's on the 6th string, 7th fret. Right. And then I'm just using my ring finger to bar um, 3 strings also on the 7th fret, the D string, C string, and B string. I'm not, I'm just kind of thudding deliberately on the high E kinda, and the A. Kind of just. Yep, yep, you got it. Then we're going to do a nice chromatic walk down. We're going to hit the same chord, but a fret lower, and then another fret lower. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that last chord, the real snazzy one. It is a D9. It's like a D7 shape, um, starting with my ring finger. That root note is on the fifth fret A string. Uh, yep, you got it. Then we're going to go middle finger for an F sharp. That note is on the fourth fret of the D string. Wait, what is it? You got down. Uh, that's the fifth fret. The fourth fret is F sharp. All right. Yep. Then the pinky is going to grab this C note. That's on the fifth fret of the G string. Yep. And then my pointer finger is going to play that D note. It's already hovering right above it on the third fret B string. But then you're going to let the E string ring open. That's what gives you the ninth sound. Yeah. Like that? Yep, and then we just put it all together. Yourself, explore. That definitely that definitely sounds like a lot of stuff that I've heard. Yeah, it's in that same zone, and we'll talk about why it sounds similar after we get our hands on it.
beautiful. Yeah, that, definitely that first walk down is like definitely a coordinate because it sounds so from sounds so close. Yeah, it really takes you to that uh, maybe like late late forties, nineteen fifties pop. Yeah, like jazzy pop sound. Um, and yeah, let's talk. So Roman numerals. Let's figure out the numbers here. So I'll tell you, we're in the key of G. So that first chord's one. Number. That's one. That's the one, baby. All right. How about the next chord? That'd be a. That'd be a three, right? Or yeah. Yep. Yep. And then we'll kind of. We won't even. We don't even really need to talk about the in betweener here. This little walk down. We'll identify it later. Get the important one, which is this fifth fret chord. What's this? That'd be a. Five, right? Ah, so not quite. So when we hit the, the fifth fret here, this is an A minor seven. It's an A minor chord in the key of G. Okay, so. If it's A minor, then it would be a two, right? Exactly. So we've got one, three, two, and then what's our D7 here, our D9? D9, that would be three. Well, count from your thumb, G, G A, A, B, C, B, C D. Five. Yeah, so our chord progression is one, three, in between her. Then we've got two and five. So remember we talked about circle progressions, the circle of fifths and the circle of fourths. Yeah. Basically, since the motion of moving up a fourth always feels satisfying, we like the idea of arranging all the chords in a key so that we can do that motion as many times as possible. Especially, specifically in the idiom of jazz, where we like to be able to wander from key center to key center. We'll have these extended chord progressions where maybe we'll start on the three of a key, go to the six, go to the two, and go to the five, which by themselves just sound like a string of numbers. Yeah. But if we're looking at the circle of fifths, starting on the three allows me to go bum 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 to make my ascending fourth sound or my five to one relationship from the three to the six and then the six has the exact same motion dum, bum, 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 down to that two and then from the two to the five bum, 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 i have it again one two three four or uh five six seven one and then from five to one, obviously, has to be also a five to one motion. Da -da -da -da. And so the chord progression that we've just learned is a modified version of that. We're starting on the one, right? So yeah. we're like starting from the end. We're going to the three, which is normal. Now here we've got this little in between, this chromatic. But for our purposes right now, it's kind of substituting for the six. It just so happens that this little note that's stuck in between the three and the two, three, two and a half, two, that little two and a half, has a special relationship to the six. It's exactly half an octave away, that is, it's a tritone. Yeah. And because of that, the two keys lay over one another 
in a way that suggests an altered scale, this eight note scale, which is getting us a little too deep in the weeds, but suffice it to say that because they are that special shape, they are tied together, they're associated, and frequently one will substitute for the other in the world of jazz because they're related through this other fancy scale. And that's all you really need to know in order to let the rubber hit the road and start using it in your chord progressions because you can listen. You don't even need to know all the theory to know that like it just makes sense to slide it down. It's the exact same shape. It feels natural to do yeah. that. So we like that. Then we get to the five, the D7, which is exactly the same. This allows us to go two, five, one, which is like our, that's our meat and potatoes in jazz. So that's, that's what we've done basically. We've learned like, uh, you could call it an extended two, five, one. Or you could call it like a modified 6251. Again, I'm throwing a bunch of terminology at it, but it's just like saying like, oh yeah, we got storm clouds up overhead. Some people would call those cumulonimbus. Some people would call them dark stormy rainies. Some people would yeah. call them, you know, you, I could say I could say what it is in a hundred different languages, but all I'm doing is kind of like explaining the thing that we're pointing at. Is you know, I'm just demonstrating different ways you personally will grab hold of like one line of understanding and that's going to be your magic wand. But everybody's is different. So again, I'm throwing a bunch of noodles at the wall. Just grab whatever you need to eat. Um, but yeah, so that's great. And you can start to mess around with that vocabulary yourself. Um, over most of that, a nice plain old G Ionian, like G major, which would lay the same as like if you used your E minor. That would give you a lot of nice yeah. stuff because it ha they happen to be relative, right? The E minor is the relative minor of yeah. the G major. And all I'm doing, I'm literally just... That's from the, uh, if you want to play that scale, and maybe we'll, we'll jam like this a little bit. This is the same as that D minor one that you did, but it's not on the fifth fret, it's on the seventh fret. So. Yeah, and that note that you're ending, starting and ending mm -hmm. on the E, over that G major seven chord, it makes a 13. If you count from G, G, A, B, C, D, E the first time is six, F, G, A, B, C, D, E again is 13, which is a nice floaty note. It's like the top extension on a yeah. major seven. That one. It's like very mellow. So you can really lean into that, that E root note there. So just try that. Just work up and down that scale. And uh, I know that the, the audio on your end will kind of come in and out, but just yeah. use, use what you hear from me as flavor and just kind of, you know, pick up, pick up what you can. And in the final recording, we'll be able to listen back and kind of more or less hear them one over the other. But uh, yeah, so here we go. Those will be your eight notes. And I'm just going to give you that same chord progression right. to mess around over.
Beautiful. So yeah, so you could feel that too. There's a lot of spots that feel really yeah. natural to land using that scale shape over even jazzy stuff. You know, we kind of, we associate jazz with this like changing colorful harmonic language, but there are some chord progressions that suggest one tonality enough that we can, you know, kind of survive in one scale for a little while, depending on, on what's going on. You know, there's these little moments. Um, so good. Okay. So yeah, let me think. You said also uh, like old time kind of country yeah. music, right? Like 19, like, I guess like 1950s country, yeah, like classic. I Almost like folk yeah, country. I haven't, I haven't kind of, I haven't listened to it too much because I've been listening to the other radio station in the game. But I definitely have to give it a uh -huh. listen. But I've heard like I heard little snippets of it. But it, yeah, it kind of is like that, like old bluegrass or like old type, old typey country. Yeah. Oh, okay. So here's, I'll give you a little piece, and maybe this will be what we'll end with. I'll give you since we had uh, some harmonic vocabulary. I'll give you some melodic vocabulary and this is going to use that same note that we use that little two and a half that uh leading tone between the three and the two but we're going to use it melodically now so uh and again this will be super familiar we're going to use an open string uh this is going to start on a g note just an open g and then we're going to use three fingers pointer finger middle finger ring to play on the same string the g string second fret third fret and fourth fret. So all together starting on the G it sounds like this. Kind of for me, Very I use nice. my pinky to get that first open. Uh, for the open for the first note. open note. Yeah, for the for G. For the open note, you mean you're pl you're yeah. plucking it with your pinky? Wow. Oh, because you've got your pick. You're doing like a I was, I was using finger picking, but it was, like that's the first thing I kind of did was use my pinky. Dang, that's cool. Yeah, I don't, I don't see any need to change that. That's rad. Okay, so yeah, da -na -na -na. but then we're trying to get ba -ba. that's just D G third fret, third fret, but from the B string to the E string. Yeah. Yeah, so the cool thing about this is that this will give you uh, some ammunition no matter whether you're in this jazz idiom or this country idiom. It just depends where you place it. So what it is is it makes like a G. We're basically saying G major. We're just saying G major in a fancy way. It's like basically the same as just going like this. Um, but that's only in the country idiom, you know, boom, 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 boom. I'm saying that in country yeah. over a G chord. But if we do the same thing, over, for instance, a C major seven, now we're in jazz and we played the exact same melody. It's just that it's in a different harmonic situation. So try that. Play that little melody. Da, 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 ba, ba, and I'm going to give you a nice, pretty, jazzy underneath. Yeah. And now play it again. Yeah, give it to me again. And again. 
Yeah, so there I gave you, it was like that, that 251 shape again. That time I was doing it in the key of C. Um, but you can see how a lot of the vocabulary really stays the same across Americana from country into blues. It's just that the context changes. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so now hit the same lick again, but we're going we're gonna to make it country. Oh, oops. Yeah, and then I'm going to give you more. Yeah, and then... Yeah, and okay, so hold on, but that's kind of, that was a little too contemporary. Let me take you, I'm taking more retro since we're talking about like the fallout yeah. for theme. Okay, so here, I'm going to give you a little, little something more like. That puts us in the vibe. So, yeah, so a lot of this stuff overlaps, and you see that the underlying vocabulary is the same, even though sometimes it sounds very jazzy, rich, diamond-studded. Sometimes yeah. it sounds very uh, country, rootsy, earthy, woody. But, yeah, same stuff. So, cool. Um, anything else you want to touch mm, on? Nothing. It's just a thought. Here's a thought that I had, like, because I yeah. know, um, like, a good tip for, like, bluesy type stuff that I that I still kind of follow to is, like, this one, uh, my old guitar teacher, like, one of my first ones, he was telling me, we're going over some lessons about a lot of timing, and he's, like, he was talking about when's the right time and the right time to enter and leave a lead for, like, a bluesy. He said, wait until about, it depends what you're doing. Like, if you're doing fours, he says, wait until about the second beat to come in. And I, I practiced that a lot, and I noticed it was definitely, it was definitely a lot better on time. But it also, it sounds it sounds better in my opinion in that way. And he says for an eight, it's kind of do the same thing. Yes, I agree. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. I mean, I I really like to hammer yeah. up when I play the blues. Uh, so for me, yeah, it's you know, let's say the chord progression is like. right there what i'll do is i'll sometimes wait i'll wait way long in the second beat i mean i'll sometimes be like Yeah, I'll really ham it, you know, because you heard it was like, we're on one chord, ta, 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 two chord, or sorry, the four chord, and then we're back to the one chord. Yeah. I was like, you know, we were so, I mean, forget beat too. It's like one, two, I mean, we were in measure three or four or five, I mean, depending on how you counted, but, you know, we were three chords 
into the song. So that's fantastic advice. I love that. And even as a rule of thumb saying, yeah, beat two, because it's like, so like the two would be like, so it'd be like, I like that. Yeah. I like that. Definitely. Especially coming in on the two, that's the strong beat. You know, that's the back beat. That's like you're in with the snare drum. Like, so that's a good spot. There's a lot of energy there. Yeah, very nice. What else? Give me, give me one more. Give me one more. I was kind of also thinking around. like guitar playing is kind of like um, it's kind of like driving or like playing a game. There's certain so there's certain things that you have to follow, but there's also like unspoken rules. Yes. It's just it's just kind of like it's kind of like interesting to think about at times too. Yeah, give me give me an unspoken rule that definitely, you experienced in music. It was definitely the like that kind of bluesy like that one. It's not really like something that you have to follow, but it's something that kind of makes everything sounds better. Or staying on time is definitely one rule. And some other things I can't really think off the top of my head right now. <laughs> yeah, but okay, so yeah, I understand. And the the key thing there is that it makes it makes it sound better. Even more than that, yeah. it makes it feel better. There's like these rules, and yeah, it's a it's a culture of like musical politeness, right? There's like I'm doing a certain thing that allows the band, right? The rhythm section to do their job. Like I'm giving them a second to shine. You know, they're establishing that downbeat. They're coming in. They are establishing the beginning of the section. But then I, as the soloist, after kind of like, you know, politely like bowing to them musically by having that moment of silence, then I come in and it's like, okay, I've clearly uh, established my voice now as like the foreground but I've also acknowledged the background yeah. in like a nice way. Yeah, but yeah, absolutely. it's kind of like spoken rules is a guitar, great, like great playing in a that. band, like or just jamming along with people is kind of like you're kind of like coming up with your own language by like all the little movements that you do. Like everybody knows when you yeah. start the when you do that little head nod or you do the swipe, the bend over a little bit, and no, that's kind of how you know, like the song's going to end. It's kind of communicating in that way. Yeah, that's very true, and that's a good. Yeah, that's something that I we forget a lot, especially practicing in our bedrooms. You go out in the world, and sometimes we mm-hmm. forget to play with our heads up. Because uh, yeah, that's so true. It's it's communicating in the music, but then it's also just physically communicating in the space, and that sometimes that even means visually, you know. And gesticulating to people in whatever way is unique to you and is understandable by the band. Yeah, especially like I know when we uh, when we do stuff like this, if we're like jamming along or something, I'll still kind of do that head movement, even though we can't really see each other. It's... Oh yeah, me too. And I mean, even just to keep to keep the beat, you know, just to kind of stay in the groove, stay in the moment, stay present in the body. Yeah, I I also am moving my body the whole time to the small beats and the big movements of the song itself. It's kind of like, like kind of like secondhand nature, like I said, for the sweet picking. Yeah, that's kind of like an unspoken rule too. The head head movements and all that. Hmm.
Yeah, very good, man. Well, that's good. I think this is a good place to leave it. Thank you for your for your bright mind and your mm-hmm. eager participation in this. And uh, yeah, we'll do we'll do something like this again uh, next week. And yeah, thanks again. Have a fantastic evening. Later. All right, later on, man.